Hello, everyone. My name is Jemiah, and you are listening to the Say So Podcast. Here on this platform, we will be covering different cases of individuals who have been exonerated alongside of individuals who are still sitting on death row, waiting and hoping to become exonerated. In these cases, let us detect who had the final say so. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Say So. It's your girl again, Tamaya. Yeah. Um. Today is super early for me right now. Well, no, it's not super early for me right now, but I am tired. I don't understand why I'm so tired. And I told myself I'm tired. And I woke up early. And I can't go back to sleep. But nevertheless, might as well go ahead and start my day. I tell my dog every day, start your day. Let's start our day. And I want to start my day. So if you are in Alabama, you know that this past week um, we've been having to um, not deal with, but... Um, experience and abduction for me it was very close to home because of the location it was I take that location when I'm in school to go to get some food so I always take that location um the city of Hoover Alabama the young woman Carly Russell she was abducted on a Thursday night and she um, was found safe she made it back to her home Saturday in which um, a lot of people were thankful and grateful this case was so like this abduction not gonna say a case this abduction was so hot to the point where you had Miss Tina um, Knowles Miss Tina Knowles Beyonce's mom posting about this young woman being missing and then within hours later when she posted that um word got out that Carly made it home she actually knocked on her parents door and there are a lot of different speculations on how she arrived at her home um so I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of that Plus, this is not what the podcast is going to be covering, but it was just something that I wanted to talk about. And I, last week, I talked about Unity um, dealing with the case of Brandon Bernard and how the Internet literally was uh, all in for him. And everybody was on one accord, reposting, sharing his story, getting in touch with uh, the governors and things of that nature. And same thing happened here for Carly. Um, It was, it felt so small when it was in Birmingham, but like all of Birmingham, all of Alabama was hands down um, all in to help find her. Um, Prayers were going up for her. You had like, I woke up probably Friday. Yeah. So she was abducted Thursday, woke up that Friday and on my timeline, all I could see was her her story, uh, live footage of the highway I-459 
and how um, you see her car and how somebody gets out of the car, how somebody grabs her. Like it was like live footage of it. And um, it just, it, it blew a lot of minds and it brought so much gratitude to a lot of people because it could have been you or you thought of the times where you did do something that could have put you in harm's way. I know me for like, I definitely put myself in different situations, um, parking decks, um, walking in parking decks by myself, um, walking long distance to go into the grocery store. So just different, you know, scenarios like that, like could have been me, but my mom said something profound. She was talking about how God, he, he uses different people, different vessels and to expose different things. And she believed Carly was one of the people he used to show the, the tactic of how sex traffickers are trying to get people now, which are babies. And um, a lot of people are saying, you know, she scammed herself. She, I mean, she made the whole thing up or whatever but um either way like I truly think that unity unified a lot of things in this situation and um yeah you had people praying you had people posting about her left and right uh all the social media platforms I was on she was posted people were talking about her um and so yeah I'm so glad she's home um safe shout out to law enforcement shout out to Angela Blanchard Anaya Blanchard mother who um, her daughter was uh sex trafficked um sadly she was killed so um but for her to be on the forefront of that and trying to help find her daughter that was um that shows a lot of compassion in her place a lot of love um, and how she really cares for other people kids and she know what it felt like and what her what uh Russell family what the Russell family was going through I don't know right now any updates I didn't really um check my um social media feeds for anything or and I'm not I don't really have cable I only have stream <laughs> for news so um, yeah but um thank you God that Carly Russell she made it home alive. We don't, I don't, I don't care how she got home, but she got home and they said physically she looked okay, just in a state of shock, which who wouldn't be? So Miss Russell is not who I will be covering today, as I mentioned, but I did want to um, just put that out there. Um, be aware, be safe. Um we always know like women and children are um indefinitely like definitely target like women and children are definitely target so we have to um be safe be aware there are different tactics i would say whoever made that up not giving them praises about it but that was pretty genius of a child because children move people um we see it on commercials the children that don't eat like it moves people to uh do things for them and so be aware um I've been seeing a lot of people say just call 911 and keep going um and report it so I I would 
definitely say that's important. That's that's you know to be aware and be safe. And men, not downplaying men, men as well, little boys especially, be aware. Make sure you carrying some sort of something on you. Um, women, I'm talking to everybody. Carry something on you. Carry something on you at all times, whether it's, I don't know, mace, pocket knife. Um, it could be an alarm. I know they have a lot of different devices now in bracelets or necklaces where uh, it's like, I can't think of the word. My brain is malfunctioning right now. <laughs> but basically, you know, to alert people um, of your choice. So be sure to be safe. So now I'm going to start the case, but you know, I got to give the disclaimers. These, uh, these cases are cited sources for both popular and non-popular articles. I will be covering a few horrific details of victims who were murdered and or injured just to give you guys a heads up and to mention that the cases I will cover will solely be based on the point of view from the person that has slash have been exonerated and in no shape or form in my disregard of deceased victims and or their families. Our case sources will be coming from innocenceproject.org, law.northwestern.edu, forjustice.org, law.umichigan.edu. And as always, I'll drop these sources in the description um, box, wherever it is located on your screen, because I know that different platforms have different locations of the description. So be sure to check those out. This case today, I had no idea how um, how big it was, how because uh, I never seen or heard of this case. Really, it reminds me of the case of um, the Central Park, the Central Park Five, the uh, the men that were wrongfully accused of. Uh, raping and attempting to murder a woman and so uh in central park and so it it this is sort of similar and i don't know i was just like i was the more i i would just i really was focusing on one person and then the more i kept digging in this one person the more i saw it was more to it was more people added into this case. And so I said, why not cover everyone? Why not cover the whole case? So have you ever heard of the Fort Height Four? Well, let's just say there is always going to be a plus one to this story. The word disabled brings a lot of pity on most individuals. You would think some people have sympathy for those who have a disability and cannot fend for themselves in certain areas in comparison to a person that does not have disabilities. But the question is, who do we expect sympathy from? Is it our family members, our friends, co-workers, medical workers? What about law enforcement? I guess disability or no disability, the rule still applies. Anyone can become a suspect and anyone can be put to death. And in this case, we will be covering how the plus one of the four height five became the target of this whole case. In today's case, we will be going to a village in Homewood, Illinois. In the early morning of May 11, 1978, Lawrence Lineberg and his partner Carol were abducted from a Clark filing station where Lineberg worked in mostly white Chicago suburb of Homewood, Illinois. 
The bodies of the white couple were found the next day in an abandoned townhouse in the Black East Chicago Heights, which is now called Ford Heights. Both victims had been shot and Carol had been gang raped. Police began their suspect routine by asking neighbors, family, and friends, have they seen any suspicious activity coming from the couple's house or even in their relationship? Along with the couple, if they had any enemies, anything that could lead them to any possibility of someone doing this um, crime. A man by the name of Charles McCranny, who lived near the murder scene, led the arrest of four African-Americans by the name of Renee Jimerson, Denise Will, Dennis Williams, excuse me, Kenneth Adams, Willie Rang, and in addition, Paula Gray. They were all between the ages of 20 and 21, which led Paula to being actually a little younger than them, which she was 18 years old. But Paula Gray was a woman that had a mild intellectual disability, which according to psychiatric.org, intellectual disability involves problems with general mental abilities that affect learnings, uh, learning problems, problem solving, and adaptive areas like conceptual, social, and practical areas. And on May 16th, after being held without legal counsel for two, for two days, um, this is Paula Gray, she was being held, um, in Cook County Sheriff Officer and Prosecutor, Miss Gray confessed to the grand jury that she held a disposable cigarette lighter burner while Adam and Rang, Jimerson and Williams raped Carol seven times. She also stated that she saw Williams uh, shoot both victims with a .38 caliber pistol. Now, just to put a side note in there, um, at this moment, they are investigating Carol. They investigated all the other guys, but now they're investigating Carol. They come to find out she has a disability, and now it's time to forefront that disability, I guess, see see what she knows. Um, and they, like I said, we see this all the time in the cases. They are holding these people for long hours of time with no evidence, nothing to really convict them only going by word of mouth um and these people do not have any legal advisors with them as they are being questioned a month later on june 19th gray recanted her story at a um hearing claiming that she had been drugged and that the police walked her around the crime scene and told her what to say side note when it comes to words there are no take backs that is a fact you can say something you can never take it back you can apologize for it but you can't take it back and so jimerson was um, only implicated by gray's recanted testimony the charges against him were dismissed however gray williams adam and rang was charged with murder and pre um in perjury and brought to trial jointly the trial was conducted before two juries one for the men and the other one for Gray. All four were convicted. Williams was sentenced to death, ranged to life, Adams to 75 years, and Gray to 50 years. The conviction initially were affirmed on appeal, but Williams and Rang won new trials in 1982 because the lawyer who represented them at trial also represented Gray. The prosecutor then made a deal with Gray 
under which she would be released in exchange for testifying against Williams and Rang at their retrial. As part of the deal, Gray also agreed to testify against Jimerson, who was then charged. At his trial, a forensic scientist for the Illinois Department of Law Enforcement Bureau of Scientific Service, Michael Potilaki, uh, I'm going to call him Michael, testified that the vaginal swab from the rape kit contained blood types A and 0 and the victim type O. Jimerson and Range were type O and Adams and Williams were type A. Michael testified that Jemison could not be excluded as a contributor to the vaginal swab and noted that 47% of the population shared blood type O with him. Potterlock Michael also testified that hairs recovered from the back seat of Dennis Williams, red Toyota were consistent and similar to Lionberg hair. He also testified that hairs recovered from the rear floorboard and the trunk of the car were similar to Carol's hair. So right now, they are all prosecutors. They are all messing with Miss P- uh, Paula Grayhead right now. They are twisting her arm, and um, it's it's sad to to see this right now like every word she says which they are prepping her to say every word she's saying is like oh miss grace said this that and the third so yeah because that's how jimerson got dragged back into it because like i said earlier he he was he dis uh he was dismissed from um the conviction from the case because gray's testimony had nothing to do with jimerson but since she um they did her like a, a deal to put Jimerson back in it, put Jimerson's name back into the case. It's it's sad for her exchange of probably not freedom, but I think just a low sentencing for her. In December of 1985, Jimerson was convicted and sentenced to death. Two years later, on the basis of Gray's testimony and that of a jailhouse informant, William and Range were convicted a second time. William, again, was sentenced to death and ranged to life. In 1995, the Illinois Supreme Court unanimously reversed Jimerson's conviction and ordered a new trial due to witness perjury. In 1996, DNA testing exonerated all five defendants. Edward Blake, a forensic, I don't know, DNA expert, I cannot pronounce their name, found that Williams had uh, was actually a non-secretor contrary to Michael's original testimony. Defense attorney learned that within a week of the crime, a witness told police who the real perpetrator were, but the report was never disclosed to the defense. Wow. Just wow. Wow. That's crazy. I... All your ducks, all the ducks need to be in a row. Not just this group of ducks, not just this group of ducks. No, all ducks need to be in a row. Because when you're doing an investigation, especially for any murder, you want to get the right person. That's the whole reason of this podcast. You want to get the right person. And so if if a person tell you this, this group, you know, Jimerson, Gray, um, Adams, Range, Williams, like all of them, and then you also got others people saying oh in this um 
so and so and so and so and so and so it's like get everybody don't just get just don't don't base it all off that one person saying oh i saw this person if the next person telling you they saw this person is different from that person that they was telling you do all of them get all of them you know test all of them interrogate all of them not just that one particular group that's lazy i'm sorry that is lazy that showed laziness okay because if you barely have it's just like you barely have like you don't have evidence to really work with it all scratching what the scientist said um for um was it jimerson case or something like that for his conviction about the dna and how they found hairs and stuff in in the car scratch that part of it but it's like first of all that wasn't even real because after we just read like that wasn't you know but it was the point of if you have lack of evidence, if you see nothing can move in the case, all you're going by is a person with a disability testimony, move on. Get the real person. Get get the other people that was that names went up in um in the suspect list. Like, don't just follow through with those people because the ultimate goal is to get a conviction and to sentence that person to their punishment of the crime they did. Some punishments are to the extreme, which I will cover uh, how drug how drug charges led to a lot of executions. Wow. Or life in prison. Wow. Or 50 years in prison. Hmm. Like it's 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 just that like what is going on type of situation it's just that much of a chaos in right now justice system it's always been like that actually in the justice system that these sentences don't really match up with the crime that they're given and then you have some people that murder people and they have years on their sentence but not life so it's just weird it's weird behavior in the justice system the dna identified the real killers Two brothers by the name of Dennis and Ira Johnson, along with Arthur Robinson and Juan Rodriguez. Dennis Johnson died of a drug overdose in 1993. Ira Johnson and Robinson pled guilty to the murders and were sentenced to life in prison. Rodriguez was convicted, got a new trial, and was reconvicted. He was sentenced to 65 years in prison. In 1999, Cook County settled lawsuits filed by the innocent men known as the Ford Hype Four for $36 million, the large civil rights payment in the U.S. history. Oh, that was a big payment. That was between four of them. Y'all, let's do that math real quick. Hold on. 36 divided by four. Oh, they could have got, they all got like $9 million each if they split it between I don't think each of them got 36 million, but if they did, that's what's up. Meanwhile, Gray, represented by attorney Thomas Decker and John Berg, sought the vacate for her perjury conviction in 2001. Cook County Circuit Court. Wow, hold on. I'm looking at the dates. I mean, the years. The guys got released, what, in 1999, and she 
she's still fighting to get her release and that's in 2001 so judge o'neill vacated the conviction in a 352 page ruling the longest such ruling in illinois history the prosecution said it would appeal but that was um, moted on november the 14th 2002 when Gray received a pardon based on innocent from Governor Ryan, which allowed her to receive a $120,000 and 300, no, $1,000, $120,000, come on math, $300 in state compensation on December 18th, 2008. The Cook County Board settled the last remaining civil lawsuit and rewarded grade four million dollars because when I was looking, I said uh, uh, one hundred and twenty thousand, and they getting thirty six million. Good child. Um, but yeah, she got her four million. Still lower than what the guys had to split, but she got her millions, and so. That concludes the case of the four high four plus one. Um, a lot of people do not care to um, recognize Miss Paula Gray uh, for the four high four because I don't know. I don't know the reasoning. I didn't even look up the reasoning for why they don't. But I think it's important that you... I mean, she was included in the case. She had to go through the same thing. Y'all had to go through interrogations trial convictions and stuff like that um i hope there's no bad blood between any of them versus gray because i see them in a lot of photos but not her in the photos and which is is i mean it's pretty sad because the woman had a disability and they used that as an advantage to just you know get get the conviction which it was not a good conviction um and so I have remarks on, and I feel like I just, I had already said it, but, um, yeah, my case, this case was going to be centered around Paula Gray, which it was, it sort of was already, but to know that she was also, um, included in like a whole like group of a trial of a conviction, um, the four hype four, it was important to cover them. They have documentaries out, um, what else do they have? I saw something about a movie, but I was looking to see if they had a movie. I didn't see anything or it might be something on Netflix, but it's like a series type of thing. It's a series of like different convicted uh, cases and the four high four was one of them on there. I never watched it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to ever get to it, but if I do, I will give y'all an update on it. So yeah, guys, this concludes the case of the four high four plus one. And who had the final say so? I would say who had the final say so were the guys, Mr. Jimerson, Williams, Adams, Rang. That's four, right? Yep. And Miss Paula Gray. Miss Paula Gray. I say they all had the final say so. They all um were free. They all were released with the compensation. Most of these cases I covered, most of these people never received the com compensation. I, um, Mr. Ruiz never received one. Mr. Anthony Butler, and sometimes they uphold these compensations. Um, I know Miss Sabrina Butler 
she her compensation was held up and then when these people are executed and they actually find them guilty like uh cameron todd willingham they would see they would at least you would think they would at least ward the families if they you know come to a uh revolution that a revelation that you know they actually were guilty i mean were found uh innocent and so yeah you would think so and it's hard for these people to get jobs after what they've been through um after having something like that on their record and even though it it could be under you know it was a false conviction you know they're not they actually didn't do it it's still hard to get that off the record like to know you even went through a trial to know you even went through behind prison bars and that's you know most companies should you know be skeptical so yeah, I think a compensation is always good for these people who are stepping back out into society after being convicted of a false um, accusation. Yeah. Okay, guys. So make sure you follow our Instagram at say underscore so pod. I'll catch y'all back in the next episode. Tell a friend and tell a friend to like this episode. And I also have a thought. How would y'all feel if I added a second um, co-host to this podcast? It wouldn't be a permanent person. It would really just be a different person. Um, I just need to know. Like, I just want to get some, like, commentary on it. When it comes to me covering these cases, they might have a different perspective on things that I say or um, final say-sos that I agree who had it. So I, I, I don't know. That's just a thought. Let me know what y'all think if I should add another co-host to this. But I'm going to catch y'all next episode. Thank you for listening as always. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.